Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Yes, I understand the title should be My Truth About Parenting, not The Truth About Parenting. But I'm willing to bet, based on what I've observed in the 50 years on this planet, um, you know, including my own parents, and then my clients, and of course my own experience as a parent these days. And with that, all the friends around me who are also parents, new parents, just a few years, um, their experiences, right? So it's it's a collective it, it's it's information and insights based on um, yes my perspective my perspective but also the collective of my um, story and of course my life and who's around me. Okay, this is where I want to start. So I grew up in the eighties. That doesn't matter actually. I don't know why I said that, but uh, our next door neighbors um, they were kind of the. Uh, I guess on the outside, kind of like the the, the leave it to Beaver, um, you know, mid, middle class America, right? And and they had seven kids. Um, they had kids young. Mom was young. Uh, I mean, I think she was in her thirties, and they already had seven kids. Dad was a truck driver slash alcoholic. Uh, always worked, and you know, came home around I don't know six or seven p.m. Uh, beat red from alcohol, you know, and he would like just watch TV zoned out. And I remember he would eat a raw onion like an apple. And for some reason, I was like, especially as a kid, it's like, what is that guy eating? And mom was the stay-at-home mom, and there were uh, like three sons and four daughters. And for you know a ten-year-old Korean kid. This was a dream because their house was like Disneyland. You know, I got to play with all these friends and toys. And, you know, it, it, they pretty much raised me because my parents were always at work. And this was a family I would go spend Thanksgiving, all the holidays because we were Korean. We didn't, you know, celebrate Thanksgiving much or, I mean, Christmas a little bit, but that's that's about it, right? And the, this family kind of, like every American family, just above and beyond with holidays, and I got to experience all of that. And, you know, I remember just growing up watching, like, Facts of Life and um, Family Ties and all the 80s shows in their living room, you know, all the kids and loud, and it was always, like, kind of a social um, place I could go to. Anyway, I witnessed, and I remember the the mom... I mean, just being miserable, you know, um, trying to be happy. And I remember, like, what she got excited about was chocolate milk. She would go through, like, a bottle of Hershey syrup, and, and like, she had to have her chocolate milk. Uh, she was also a smoker. And, this, the, you know, they were broke. They, uh, it's the kind of family that, uh, that you know, they just ate uh, cereal for dinner, right? And uh, going to McDonald's would be a huge treat. And... um Mom was always tired, never happy. Uh, there were moments of happy, like when she got. Uh, I remember, like when we went to the liquor store, 
she would ask for a, I think it was called a cup of gold. And it was basically like an 80s version of a, a Reese's peanut butter cup. So chocolate was her thing. And when she got her, her little cup of gold or the, the, the chocolate milk, uh, I just remember that kind of made her happy. But overall, man, just just not a happy person. And then she died at age, I think, 41. She died really young. Now, of course, uh, she smoked. I don't know what she died of. But uh, now looking back, piecing, piecing some things together as a therapist, um, I think she died of uh, stress and anxiety and an unhappy life. Compounded by, of course, you know, cigarettes and not working out, taking care of herself and all that. So there, that's my, my first, um, other than my own mom, that was my first experience of a mom when I was, when I was younger, just growing up. Um, a couple other quick stroke, broad strokes about a mother's, uh, another mom, and I can't tell you the relationship with this person, but uh, a mom who, a single mom, raised a daughter, very abusive. Uh, mom was also had mental uh, issues that were not taken care of, and so you know, putting her daughter in a cage. Uh, and some of these are just like stories, right? I wasn't actually there, um, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> social services should have taken her daughter. Um, she just didn't have the ability. She didn't have the resources. Uh, dad left and left her behind with uh, no resources. And because she had a uh, mental illness, um, she she couldn't take care of her. I mean, she did. I guess she did the best she could, but you know, ended up just. Uh, I think she was a prostitute for a while, and just uh, basically, her child was her pet, you know. And so that that was that. There was that mom. Another mom grew up Christian. Um, got married young, like nineteen. Had two kids, and. This mom, yeah, in front of the TV, um, depressed, and daughter ended up growing up and kind of disowning her, and on the outside, uh, mom was <clears throat> beautiful mom with a bright smile, kind of a false smile, um, I think, uh, you know, on the outside, a church-going, you know, uh, perfect family kind of image, uh, on the inside, um, depressed couch, uh, watching television, um, just not, not, not being present. So those are, those are three moms. Um, I've, I've experienced kind of throughout the years of my, my, my youth and then into my twenties. And I, I remember always thinking like, oh man, I feel so bad for the, for the, the children, because their children were my friends. Um, I knew them, you know, I grew up with them or, um, or maybe someone I dated, had a relationship with, but, uh, always thinking like, ah, man, I wish they had a better, they had a better, better parents. Right. And I'm just talking about the moms that, you know, dads had their issues as well. And I, I think I'm talking more about the moms because dad, their dads weren't around. I don't have a lot of information about the dads other than they, they were not there. Um, uh, you know, one dad was there. He was physically abusive um, because he was, you know, beaten as a kid. And so he was did all, like spanking and all, all that stuff. Abusive without knowing it, right? And 
now that I'm 50 and now that I have a three and a half year old, I'm thinking back at these moms and holy shit, like <clears throat> the insight and revelations I'm having, it's almost like seeing something from the outside and then going back and then learning how the, the movie was made, right? Um, and it just things kind of being mind blown from watching something from the outside to then going and experiencing it uh, inside out or experiencing the behind the scenes. And here's what I know, or here's um, what I'm feeling amongst peers, but also uh, what I'm what I'm experiencing as well. When you have a child, because look, when I before I had a child, I I thought, oh yeah, great idea. I'm older. I have more patience, more intelligent, more emotional intelligence. I think I could be a good dad. I want to be a good dad. It's important to me. It's something I'm passionate about. And um, I'm not in fight or flight. Yes, let's do it, you know. And you don't think about all the permanent ways that having a child will change your life overnight for the rest of your life. So starting with um, sleep, you know, starting with um, sleep going out the window, uh our child is three and a half, and we still cross our fingers at night, hoping we get you know five hours um, without her <laughs> jumping into our bed or or something. Right? Something's always disrupting sleep. For a woman, having a child and the relationship you have with your body, you know, and this is something that I I, I witness, but I I don't know what it's like, but I can't imagine. Um, all the things that are changing in your body, the chemicals, the hormones, um, your body physically changing, uh, and then, you know, trying to build it back and trying to get back to um, taking care of yourself. So you, you now have a, a, a person that you're responsible for, or this person is going to die, um, attached to your hip pretty much 24-7, you know, and... You're thinking about all the ways and all the things that you need to do uh, daily just to just to keep this kid alive. It's going to impact your relationship, right? So then um, having a child, uh, it's very different than having a dog where um, the relationship is going to be uh, – directly impacted and yes of course it could bring a closeness to the relationship because now you uh, have a family but you know the other piece of this is um disconnect you know uh, maybe the <clears throat> maybe your partner wants um more in intimacy and connection and that's not where you're at because you just had a child right and so that's going to play out um Maybe things that you guys never talked about, like, okay, if we have a child, who does what? What is fair, you know? And if you don't talk about it, you're probably going to default to gender uh, things based on um, old blueprints passed down to us. So the um, gender 
roles and also like the what what we grew up watching what we think is um quote-unquote normal right uh, a lot of this and it's changing today which is great but a lot of this is um woman does this man does that right or if someone is the breadwinner then um the person who is at home uh, or doing the domestic labor or taking care of the child um, all of that is minimized also if someone's the breadwinner it's scary because there could be financial abuse in that the person um, at home doing most of the uh, child, you know, taking care of the child and, and, and doing most of the housework and all of that, um, they are now possibly feeling trapped because they're not bringing in money, you know. But what they're doing as far as work and um, emotional, I mean, emotional energy, mental, uh, the the amount of mental and emotional work that it takes uh, on top of that, the, the, the physical work, it's, you know, 90 hours a week, right? And so that usually, if you default to old patterns and tracing old blueprints, is undervalued. And so what happens with that? Lots of anger and resentment. Um, if people stop communicating, you know? And so all of this is happening. And then your your self-care goes out the window because you're not thinking about yourself. You don't have time for yourself, Um I mean, the first year when when the when the child is not even able to go to you know any kind of daycare or school, you're you're with the child constantly. I mean, your child is you know the <laughs> rearing rearing uh, their head on, like in the back of your neck, as in it's just a part of you, um, mother or father, whatever. Like both parents. And once you get them to school, yes, you get your uh, eight to two back, right? You get you get your life a little bit back, but there's also financial stress. There's like a gazillion decisions, and then if parents aren't on the same page, now they're arguing about how to raise the child. And I mean, there are so many things that you don't think about. that come into play and you're like holy shit. And I know I sound like I'm complaining. I'm not I'm not trying to make this a complaining episode. I want this to just shed light on truth, you know? Because I think we don't talk about this shit because as parents we're just supposed to hey, our parents did it. They, you know, they um did more with less kind of thing and so we're supposed to kind of um make it happen and and not complain and if you complain then you're just whiny and you're a bad parent or whatever and no i mean you can complain because it's it's, it's a life altering um thing for the rest of your life now it you know are there moments of pure joy uh, and you know um can can i imagine my life without my daughter of course not and yes there are amazing moments where you are you know, engaging with your child or as a family doing things. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of amazing stuff and it's fucking hard. Now, if you have money, if you're wealthy and you have help 
and you have nannies and you have people cleaning your house and doing a lot of you know um, tasks that need to be done um, it's exponentially easier if you've got families who live by you uh, who can take care of the child and you can you know and you can go do your thing yes that that you could that I could see where oh it's not that hard but that's usually not the case these days we are all uh, kind of doing on our own our families are away everything's expensive and 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 it's hard now you know I'm really lucky because uh, I, I mean I'm generally not in fight or flight and I'm not um, punching a clock working at Taco Bell or making minimum wage but there's also those people right those people who who um have a lot less than me you know and more children (laughs) and then there are single single parents mostly single moms who i don't even know how it's possible to raise a child um work and then try to like even mildly have your own life i mean it's it's really not possible something's got to give and usually what gives is your life and so uh you're able to work hustle um feed your child (laughs) keep the lights on and that's pretty much it and so usually what happens is uh parents slowly start disconnecting with themselves um because it's about survival you know and they're also in survival mode and this is it's it's kind of it's an epidemic i think and um it's easy to tell someone oh put your put self-care first and you know go give yourself a spa day or focus on you know what makes you feel alive i mean mo- a lot of parents can't even get a, a workout in you know let alone uh, any kind of travel or doing things that they used to love doing i mean all of that just it just takes a back seat. Now, I think some parents are lucky in that they could maintain a life that they had before their child. Uh, if you have the resources or money, um, yeah, I, I could see that. You know, because I'm like I'm imagining if we had you know tons of help and nannies and all of that. Yeah, I mean it would be much easier. But most people don't, and. So what goes that you don't think about is your self, self-care, connection to self, right? What goes or what strained is the relationship because that changes overnight. Uh, intimacy, right? Different, different areas of, of intimacy. Um, I mean, think about also like domestic labor, um, what you agree on, what you don't, how the child is raised. I mean, all of these things, right? So that that's also happening. And then your career. I, I mean, if you have a child, you're going to take time off. And, and some people with two, three children, like, how do you get back to building something? How do you get back to running toward your true north? I think for many, and I think for mostly moms, they get that stripped from them. Um, there is no true north. There's just what I need to get done today, you know? And again, not running toward your true north, of course, is going to disconnect you more. And, you know, the more down or frustrated or depressed or the more anxiety you have, that, of course, ripples into uh, uh, your relationships, all your relationships. 
Um, you also don't have much time for friendships, right? So like your whole social thing. Um, I mean, I have friends who have kids now and we can never get together. I mean, just to get everyone together with 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 uh, uh, childcare or like just to work out the logistics is it's impossible. So that kind of goes out the window. And so your life just starts to deteriorate. And you start to find joy in hopefully family and and your child, raising a child. And of course, there's tremendous amount of joy there. But um, but you really start disconnecting with self. And as, as I was thinking about all the mostly moms, dads as well that I that I knew kind of growing up, and then my twenties, and then you know people have um, parents of people I've dated, like it all kind of made sense to me now as someone who has a three and a half year old um how they lost themselves like it makes perfect sense and 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 back then you know i mean who who can afford a therapist you know who can afford to go on you know retreats and all of that so i get it and and it's 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 extremely hard. So what's the solution? Because I don't want to just end on how hard, uh, how shockingly hard parenting is. Um, and by the way, you know, you can listen to this, and you may not agree. And for you, parenting may be um, not may not be hard, and it may be like that may be your true north, being a parent, right? And so, like, there might be love and passion in every moment, and and great. I, I mean, there there are a lot of those people. Um, that's definitely not me. I mean, I've even said to my friends that I love my daughter, but I, I don't like parenting. And another piece of this, because a lot of parents these days are, um, we're having kids later in life, right? Which I think is a good thing. But the flip side to that is, and this is kind of my story, I feel like I finally got to a place in my life where I could enjoy some things, you know? Because my 20s and 30s, I was lost and broke and building and you know, long stretches of just working my ass off. And now that I'm in my, oh my God, I almost said in my 50s. Now that I'm 50 uh, and, you know, I have a mortgage and, and, I, and I've got a little more security, this is when I could finally live and that a part of that is is taken from you by having a child, right? And so there's, there's that piece too where um, – parents who have kids later in life uh because i also have a friend who had a child when he was you know 17 and his kid's now 27 so like he put his work in early the kid's now like a full adult and so he has freedom you know um my child's three and a half i'm just entering the tunnel and so most people i think uh are more in my situation where they're having kids later in life and just when they start getting traction in life, now they're, you know, they have this, um, they're not able to do things. They're not able to be completely free. So managing all that. Anyway, you know, I don't think it's about solutions. I think it's about understanding. And my whole intention and point of this episode is just to help people understand who maybe don't or if you're someone who is not a parent and your friends are parents and you're just like, 
all they do is fucking complain. What's the big deal? Well, they shouldn't have had kids anyway. And you're rolling your eyes and, and, uh, you're like, they just disappeared and they're not putting any effort into the friendship. Um, I just want to shed some light on what's possible and what's not when you're a parent. And, uh, I mean, you do what you need to get done to take care of your child. And it's already, you know, 8.30 p.m. And you have to get to bed because you know that you're probably not going to sleep. Like, it's just a crapshoot. And then so you're starting off with shitty sleep, exhaust pipe. And then you got to get the, the kid to school. And everything that comes with that. I mean, the amount of work it takes for Logan to brush her teeth is, I mean, some days it's easy, easy. Other days it's, you know, 20 minutes of fighting and screaming. And like, I just, I just put her, I just put her to bed and, and, uh, she wanted to wear a sweater while I was reading her book. Okay, fine. No big deal. Okay. So I went and got her a sweater. It's not the one she wants. So she just starts crying. Uh, Okay. Well, then I pick her up. And then we're looking through a closet and she can't find the one she wants. So now that's a big deal. So now we're looking and, and, and she only wants a sweater for one book because she can't wear a sweater to the bed because that means she's going to sweat and then she's going to wake up. Right. So you're like doing everything you can to like give her what she wants and what she needs. But at the same time, you're trying to set yourself up for sleep and I mean, 20 minutes of this shit, and then I finally find the sweater that she wants. She puts it on, and then she doesn't want it anymore, you know? And it's just, <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's just, I'm using that as an example of one minute. Uh, I mean, not one minute, but one, one kind of like a segment of, of the day. But also, we went to the park today, and to get her back home was another fight. So, like, it's just constant, you know? And then, you know, what are you going to eat? Well, this is what I'll eat. This is what I won't. Well, no, this is what we have. Well, I don't want that. So, it is definitely a life change and uh i see how exhausting it is for so many and i i think part of the solution is is community i think part of the solution is cuz you could feel really alone as a parent and i and i'll tell you as a single parent and if you're and so if you're a single parent and you're also like in the dating world like how do you do can you imagine getting childcare and you know, childcare. You're gonna go on a date for a couple hours. Child, I don't. I, we hired a, a babysitter the other night, and we went to a diner for a few hours, and it was 125 dollars, right? So, let's say you get childcare, and you're out for I don't know four hours, and so you're already gonna spend 100 dollars, 125. And let's say the date sucks. Let's say you it, you guys swiped on each other, and there was false advertising. Like, how long is that, you know, how is that even going to be sustainable? (laughs) Like, how do you date? How do you get out of the house and set everything up just to go on a date? Like, it's so hard. Anyway, community, community, so you feel less alone. I think that's, that's, that's number one, I I think is um, surrounding yourself with other parents. So you feel less alone. And you guys can share stories. I know that's been very helpful for us. Um, using community to also uh, share resources. Um, like tomorrow, Logan's going over her friend's house. Uh, we don't have to hire a babysitter. 
and then you know a week from from today they'll come over here and we'll watch them and so and i think this is how it used to be you know when there are villages and shit and and um community is what made things so much easier and so if you're isolating and you don't have community you're, it's just going to be i mean i think it's impossible so i think part of the solution is is community um whether it's through your schools or friends um making an effort to reach out to other parents uh, so you guys can uh, share experiences, support each other, make you guys make each other feel less alone. I think that's huge. And then, of course, sharing resources. I think that's 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 essential with parenting. Anyway, I don't know if this was helpful. Um, hopefully, it wasn't just me venting. I just uh, have never done an episode about um, my truth and revelations about parenting, and um, this is my truth. I also know that, you know, it gets easier. I, I know it changes as your child changes and grows. And, you know, I, there's going to be a whole new set of problems when she's uh, entering prom. And I'm fucking 64. <laughs> I'll still be on my Harley with, with long white hair. Um, and her friends will be like, your grandpa's here. But, uh, yeah, I know there's going to be, you know, phases and all these other uh, stages to, to, to go through, right? And then the goal is just to be present and one day at a time um but holy shit is it life-changing the good news is it's going to activate a lot of things in you and uh, with that activation a lot of chance for uh, for growth for learning you know uh, i think that um, having a child will definitely force you to look at self and also force uh, if you are in a partnership uh, to Talk about some real shit, you know? You have to. You have no choice. So, I mean, you do have a choice, but then the choice is to continue to um, deteriorate, disconnect, uh, you know, let relationships fall apart, and that's not good for anyone. Um, so the communication piece and, and is huge, um, and, and, and the, the child being a catalyst to a lot of processing, I think, um, can be a good thing. Now, another thing that makes parenting difficult, and this has nothing to do with actual parenting, is the pressure we put on ourselves to be the perfect parents, right? It's us saying, I'm not going to be like my parents. It's like you've always told yourself that if you get an at-bat, you're going to swing as hard as you can. And that swinging in parenting means to be um, perfect. And so if you get angry or if you yell at your child or you do something or you, you know, find yourself not enjoying it, then you may get very mad at yourself. And this is why I think we don't talk about it because we keep it secret, you know. And I think this is more so our generation or my generation and, and, uh, and, and younger um, more so than, than previous generations because I think that uh, we are determined to break patterns and we are determined to be the generation that stops anything unhealthy or, or uh, 
un, uh, or, or dysfunctional from being passed down. And because I think we draw such a hard line there, which is great. I love it. But at the same time, that also puts more pressure on us to be the perfect parents. And so if we do anything wrong, um, we internalize and we get very hard on ourselves, right? And I think this is very destructive and I think this is a huge piece of why parenting can be so difficult. It's not just the energy and how it changes your life, but it's also the pressure that we put on ourselves as parents to be a different type of parent. I think it's great that we care. I think it's great that we have um, more information on how to parent, what is healthy. We have more, you know, technique and we have, uh, we're, we're, we're not walking reactions, right? Like our parents or some of our parents were. Um, we're the generation that is going to respond instead of react. Yes, at the same time, we're also human and we're not perfect and we're going to make mistakes. Our children are going to, you know, fall off the monkey bars or eat too much candy or, you know, whatever. All, all Everything's going to... Everything's going to happen that is a quote that that is just part of uh raising a child or children and there are going to be things that you can't control, you know. Um there is no such thing as a perfect parent. And so that's another thing that we have to stop doing uh, or we're just going to make it harder on ourselves. Thank you for listening. Use protection. That was a joke. <laughs> <laughs>